Did you know that we are on the threshold of a cashless society? Bible prophecy experts have been predicting this development for a long time. Now, secular economic experts have joined the chorus. They are predicting that the cashless society will become a reality within the next few years. For insights from an expert on this topic, please stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. My colleague Nathan Jones and I are delighted to have with us once again this week a very special guest, a Bible prophecy colleague named Mark Hitchcock. Mark, welcome back to Christ in Prophecy. Thanks for having me back again. It's well, we really here. enjoyed talking with you last year, uh, week about your book, uh, 2012, and we're looking forward to talking with you about another of your books this week. Uh, folks, uh, we, uh, as I explained last week, Mark is a pastor of Faith Bible Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, and he is also a very prolific writer about Bible prophecy. He is also a much in demand speaker at Bible prophecy conferences all over the nation, and I have spoken with him at many conferences. I'm also glad to have Nathan Jones here to help me uh, interview Mark. Nathan is our web minister here at Lamb and Lion Ministries, also one of our evangelists, and in that capacity, he spends five days a week on our website responding to questions from people literally all over the world talking to Christians, non-Christians, Muslims. Sometimes they're kind of after your scalp, aren't they, Nathan? Yes. Uh, Nathan has established himself very quickly as a well-recognized writer about Bible prophecy topics. Uh, Nathan, why don't you uh, uh, start our interview with Mark? Okay, I'd be pleased to, Dave. Let's first catch our viewers up. Last week we interviewed Mark about the widespread speculation that the world might come to an end in 2012. And Mark has written this book, about the topic, and I'm sure you would find our interview of him to be fascinating. If you missed their interview, you can see it on our website at lamblion.com, and you can also order 2012, the book, through our website. Now, Mark, since uh, our viewers might have missed last week's show or they might not be familiar with you, maybe you could catch us up a little on uh, your background. Yes, I was uh, born and raised in Oklahoma, and uh, attended Oklahoma State University, and then I went to law school and was a lawyer. I actually practiced law for four years Where'd in Oklahoma. Where'd you go to law school? I went to Oklahoma City University okay. Law School and uh, worked for, at the Oklahoma Court of Criminal Appeals for four years for a judge there. And uh, then after that, I went to Dallas Seminary and I went there for, four, for three years, got my Master of Theology, uh, subsequently got a, a Ph.D. there, and I've been pastoring a church in Edmond, Oklahoma, a Faith Bible Church, for 18 years. What was the Ph.D. in? My Ph.D. was in uh, Biblical Studies, and I wrote my dissertation uh, defending the late date, the 95 A.D., date for the book of Revelation. Okay. Well, last week we talked about 2012, and this week I'd like to address another one of your great books yes. you wrote. It's called Cashless, Bible Prophecy, Economic Chaos, and the Future Financial Order. What prompted you to write a book like this? Well, I'd like to say, first of all, cashless, it's not a description of our bank accounts at the time. <laughs> Some people read that and think, hey, that describes pretty well where I feel like I am right now. Well, I actually started writing the book and came up with the idea, just seeing all the things that are happening in our world today. You know, Bible prophecy teachers have been saying really since the 70s that a cashless society is coming. And there's been some books written in the past, but there's been so many things happening, you know, in recent times about this. I mean, all kinds of advances in technology. I thought it'd be great to kind of give an update on this. And while I was working on the book, the financial tsunami of last, uh, you know, of, of the fall of 2008 hit. October. 
which really brought a lot of this, I think put a lot of this whole movement towards globalism and economic uh, cooperation between nations, it really put all that on fast forward. So uh, really, as I was working on the book, all these things happen that I think are going to really speed up the fulfillment of this prophecy. Sounds like a divine timing on my part. Yes, yes, God's <laughs> providence. Well, where in the Bible then does it say that we'll have a cashless society one day? Well, that's an important point that I like to make is that the, the Bible never specifically says anywhere there's going to be a cashless society in the future. And that's an important point to make. But in Revelation 13, the Bible says that uh, this Antichrist, this final world ruler, when he comes on the scene, he's going to have a, a man who's kind of his second in command, kind of his propaganda expert. I call him the uh, world economic czar who's going to come on the scene. Uh, they call him in the Bible, he's called the false prophet. And he's going to set up a system where everyone in the world is going to have to worship the Antichrist and take his mark in order to be able to buy and sell. Now, if there's still cash, people are not going to, you're not going to be able to control the world economy. As long as there's cash, I can slip some under the table or people are going to operate outside of this system. So to me, for there to be a system where it's ironclad, you can't buy or sell, that absolute supply and demand are controlled, it's going to have to be a cashless society. So that's where I find that, and many other uh, prophecy teachers have found that well, as well. I was going to say, uh, I don't know how far back this goes, but I know that uh, as far back as I have studied Bible prophecy uh, intensely, which would go back to the late 19th century, uh, I have run across uh, people, not that I was alive then, but uh, you know, I've read books back then. Uh, I, I uh, found people saying there's going to be a cashless society in the future. This is not some new prophecy. It's not some new interpretation. It's not something that you're just reading into the news. This is something that people have been saying long before you came on the scene. Well, that's right. And Edward Bellamy, I mean, he, he wrote his book Looking Backward in the late 1800s, yes. 1887. He was a utopian writer. Yes. And he predicted credit cards. And he also predicted a cashless society. So this was in. This has been a part of the the uh, secular fabric, really, of our society. And really, what prophecy teachers have done have seen in the Bible. Look, someone's going to control the world economy, and you can't buy or sell. They're going to absolutely control it. It's going to have to be some kind of a cashless society for yeah, that to so, be true. Uh, so the Bible says there'll be a mark on the hand, a mark on the forehead, whatever, and it's going to be red. And you don't buy, you don't sell unless you have this mark. Yes. And that way, every transaction in the world can be monitored, right? Right. That's right. And it's going to have to be a cash some type of electronic system for yeah. that to be true, which is amazing. The Bible predicted that back in the times of wood and stone and togas, <laughs> which to me, again, is another, uh, another uh, verifiable point or a confirmation that the Bible is the Word of God, that it's true. Right. Well, uh, we want to go into detail about this in a moment and some of the points that you make mm -hmm. in your book. But before we do that, uh, why don't you look into that camera right in front of you and tell uh, our viewers how they can get in touch with you. Maybe they want to invite you to sure. come speak at their church or something. Yes, uh, I have a website. It's marklhitchcock.com. That's the best place to, to uh, get in touch with me. Um, also, uh, you can uh, get in contact with me at, at uh, fbc at edmundfaithbible.com. That's our church website. But uh, the, the personal website I have has a blog on there. I try to keep that up and respond to comments. Now, there. on either of those, can they send you personal questions or ask you questions? The one at the church, they can. Okay. The, the one, uh, my, the personal one, marklhitchcock.com, is more of the blog. And okay. They can respond there to articles there, and I can reply back to them there so as well. So that's where you just put thoughts about what's going on in the world? That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, what, what is the next book you're writing on right now? Do you know? The next book that I'm working on right now is called uh, The Amazing Claims of Bible Prophecy. Okay. Where I'm looking at some amazing, of course, all prophecies are amazing, but I've got 10 amazing prophecies that have been fulfilled. 
and then ten prophecies that are yet to be fulfilled. And of course, if the ones that were fulfilled have come to pass, we can know the other ones will as well. Okay, well that sounds interesting. Well, this is the book we're talking about, uh, folks, in uh, this particular segment. It's called Cashless, and the subtitle is Bible Prophecy, Economic Chaos, and the Future Financial Order. I tell you, I read this book. I read all but two chapters. I could not put it down. It was absolutely fascinating. And guess where I put it down? I slipped it into the seat in front of me on an airplane. And then when I got off the airplane, I forgot to take my book. So somebody got the book all marked up, all ready for them to. (laughs) I know the Lord wanted somebody to have it, but I sure did hate to lose my copy. Welcome back to our interview of Bible prophecy expert Mark Hitchcock. Mark is the pastor of uh, Faith Bible Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, and uh, we are talking with him about this book, Cashless, which is subtitled Bible Prophecy, Economic Chaos, and the Future Financial Order. Well, Nathan, you were grilling him a few minutes ago. Why don't you uh, pick up where you left off? All right, I'll get my water board out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Speaking of water, it seems like the financial markets are just in rough storms right now. Do you yes. see eventually that will turn into an economic collapse? And if so, will that bring about a one-world order? Well, I think, you know, what we've seen in our, in our country, really in the whole world uh, the last year or so, you know, really uh, brings together this whole idea that there's going to be a, ultimately a, a world economy because, you know, there's the old saying when the United States sne- uh, catches, uh, sneezes, the whole world catches a cold, you know, that old saying. We saw last year, you know, this just reverberated to the whole world. I mean, the world really already we see in a sense a one world economy. Everybody's kind of got to bolster one another. But when there's a great economic disaster, you see it even more. I mean, the first thing they did is the G20 leaders, you know, came together. And there's calls for a global new deal. Uh, Henry Kissinger calling for a, a global, you know, a new world order. So all of these things taking place. Rahm Emanuel, who's the chief of staff for President Obama, says, you know, you never want to let, allow a good crisis to go to waste. Mm-hmm. And so leaders, world leaders who are shrewd, use those types of opportunities to really uh, expand their own power. I mean, that's what brought Hitler to power, really, from in Weimar Germany. It was it was economic problems that really paved the way and set the platform for him to come to power. So I think what we've seen in the last year or so in our world is kind of a precursor to what's ultimately going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the Bible predicts in Revelation chapter six that rider on the black horse. There's going to be a time of runaway and hyperinflation in the end times. I mean, it's going to take everything a man can make just to buy enough food for one day. And uh, that's the same thing, again, that happened back in Germany. That's going to pave the way because when people have that kind of economic devastation around them, they're willing to do anything. They'll turn power over to anybody who can just give them some relief. That's true. And when you see how we're operating right now where our government is basically just printing money and printing money like mad, what that's going to do ultimately is uh, uh, is going to generate a hyperinflation. It is, yeah, and right. the dollar is going to become increasingly worthless. In fact, uh, the dollar is very rapidly becoming increasingly worthless uh, when you consider the fact that the only thing that really kept the dollar alive was that oil was tied to it, the petrodollar. Now the nations are moving away from that, and even nations like China are saying we have got to move to a world currency. There's a there's a tremendous pressure right now. Get rid of the dollar. Let's go to a world currency. That's right. They want to get rid of the dollar first of all as kind of the super world currency, the reserve currency, and ultimately t- 
to a, a one-world currency. Not long ago, uh, Medvedev, the president of yeah. Russia, had a coin that was this this new oh, yeah. one-world currency. I mean, it was just a IMF. facsimile yeah. of that or a, a precursor to that. But it was he had this actual coin. He keeps it in his pocket. So there's this move afoot for a one-world currency. But I think there's going to have to be real economic devastation to have this ultimately take place. But I think it's the world will come together economically before it comes together politically. And Antichrist then will use that to, to take power. Like the we EU have, did, right? What's that? The EU came together economically before right. they became political. Yeah, it was an economic union. union, then a political union. Yes, That's I was right. going to say the European Union is a model of that. That's right. Uh, the economic union brought about political union, which it always mm-hmm. does. And, but, right. and, and even there, it was it was unthinkable that mm-hmm. the Germans would give up the Dutch, Deutschmark right. or that the Italians would give up the lira, or, or, or the French would give up uh, their their money, but they did. Yes, that's right. They did. Yeah. And yeah. one day, I think we're not going to be buying with dollars. <laughs> well, there's a hundred about 192 countries in the world, and people say, "How are you ever going to have one currency or one economy with them?" Well, you've got 27 nations now in the yeah. EU, Now, not all of them have adopted the euro, well, almost all. but almost all of them have, and they eventually will have to. Yes. So there's a large percentage of the of the countries in the world that already have adopted one currency, and we can see how that could easily well, Let's go back place. to this cashless thing for a moment. Now, uh, give us some evidence of how we are moving toward a cashless society. I mean, I've seen predictions recently by, not by biblical experts, but by uh, 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 secular economic experts saying we are right on the threshold of a cashless uh, uh, economy. What are some, evi- some evidence that we are near that? Well, the, the head of Visa in Europe said that he thinks there's going to be a cashless society there in 2012. Wow. Well, here we're back to 2012. Well, here we are back to 2012 again, the end of the world. But, you know, that's a bold statement. Yes. Now, even if he's wrong, you know, by a few years, that's an incredible statement to make. But you think about just the buying practices of most people today. Just every day, they have automatic uh, deposit of their checks. Uh, they go to get gas. I mean, how many people go in anymore? You just swipe, swipe it. Uh, people use credit cards. Um, they well, use, I, I'm uh, old-fashioned. I still sit down at the end of the month and I write <laughs> 35 checks yeah, for everything. But you know what? Almost every day I'm getting an email message from those companies saying, we, we will give you this incentive or that incentive if you will simply sign this statement and let us do this automatically. Because oh, yeah, they don't want right. to mail out a, 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 a thing. To, and sooner or later they're just going to say, we're not going to mail, it, mail a right. bill to you. We're well, not going to mail it in. And they're, they're, one of the things people fail to realize, there are unbelievable advantages to being cashless. Yeah. You know, we think of disease, you know, all the money being handled around. Yes. Oh. The other thing is taxes. Think of, think of the underground economy out there that's based on cash that's not being taxed. Well, think of crime. and the, oh, yeah. It's a positive the thing with regard trade. to crime. Yeah, no, the drug, drug trade. trade. When you cash go cashless, trade. every transaction has a record. That's right. Everything has a record. And, and yet there's not money under the table and that it's sort of thing. Let's counterfeitting. Hear. It gets rid of counterfeiting. So you, you can enumerate. In fact, I do in the book, you know, ten, at least ten things you can say that these are just good practical advantages. We'd all agree and say, you know, these are good things about cashless. So it's like all of these other movements, I think, in Bible prophecy that are, that are moving forward, they seem like a good idea. And a one-world economy coming together. You know, people want a one-world economy because they say, you know, it'll stop war. You know, if, if everybody's tied together economically, they won't fight with each other anymore. Well, there's always good things to all technology, That's like right. the Internet. There's, there's so many good things about the Internet. I mean, we, we don't have to pay international postage anymore. We sit down and talk to people oh, all over the email. world. email. I don't but, have to write anymore. Yes. On the other hand... Right. Yeah. Uh, the pornography is uh, unbelievable. Yes. Uh, well, the same thing with the cashless. There are many things that are positives with regard to a cashless society, but the problem is it is paving the way for 
a world government to control what we buy and what we sell. That's right. In fact, right now when I go to uh, many places uh, they'll give me a discount if I show them a little card like a CVS pharmacy or a Kroger supermarket. When I do that they, they have a record of what, they know everything I buy, they, what my buying uh, characteristics are. They can pinpoint advertising to me based on that. They can, yes, that's right. It's all, it's all out it's there. It's mind-boggling to think of what, what they can do with it. When all the technology is there to do these things, it's just a matter of it, of well, it being Well, let's talk about that for people. a moment. Yeah. You have a fascinating chapter in your book about biometrics. How, what is biometrics and how does that fit into all of this? Well, the importance of biometrics is, you know, I think where we're headed towards ultimately is people are going to buy everything with their cell phone. You're going to have radio frequency <laughs> identification that's going to have a chip in your phone and everything, instead of having the barcodes, you're going to have radio frequency identification that will register what's being purchased and it'll all just be automatically deducted. You don't have to go up and swipe it or anything. It just automatically does it. And, but but the, the key thing there is, I, you know, I could take your cell phone or you could take mine and go buy things with it. So there's going to have to be some way to prove that the telephone that you have is that the, the correct person is using it. And that's where the biometrics come in, where you'll go up and put your thumb, use a thumbprint. They can do it with an iris scan. They can actually do it with body odor. Everyone oh, has it, or, or your breath, or your breath. Please, that's how advanced this really is, you know. And so, what you they're my body odor is unique. That's right, it is. Yeah, it's unique. I mean, it, when you think about the the technology that's out there, it's staggering. But what they will do with this biometric technology is they'll make sure that the person using the device is the person who's supposed to have it. So all you have to do is have your cell phone, your thumbprint, your iris, whatever it is. They'll know that it's you. You can walk through with all the groceries, whatever you purchase. It'll just well, immediately register all of it in your cell phone. That's becoming more and more popular with laptops and security systems sure. and data centers and things. And so it's almost all gone biometric. Yeah, so this, this whole uh, boom that, that's out there in biometric technology, I mean, this, this is the wave of the future. And it, you think of, again, it'll be, look how it simplifies life. Look how much easier it makes things. That's the way it's going to be sold to people. Well, uh, and it's, it's essential. It's another essential part because, again, if you went cashless and everybody, let's say, had to buy everything with a credit card, mm-hmm. credit cards can be stolen, credit Credit cards can be lost. Right. You've got to have some way to control that. And it's going to be done, fingerprints, irises, whatever, maybe something under the skin. Uh, uh, you know, they have things now you put under there and you walk in the room and the, the lights come on and all kinds of things happen. What's yeah, beyond the cell phone, though? Because really, when you think about it, a cell phone could be stolen. Uh, you could get a thumbprint and then repurpose it to somebody else. It's not a foolproof system and it can be stolen, especially with uh, people stealing individual personalities and all. What's the technology beyond that do you think the Antichrist might use? Well, I don't know. You know, no one knows what's out there. I mean, it's just being exponential, though, the way things are going. But, you know, the one thing that's interesting, you see, I see commercials in, on television. They'll show someone over in the middle of Africa, out there, a herdsman out there yes, somewhere. Right. And they've got a cell phone. Yes. And my question was, is where did they get it? Where's <laughs> yeah. the cell tower? Who are they talking to? But... This is out there. It's everywhere. But it just shows, though, you know, just a few years ago, cell phones didn't exist. Everyone has one now. And whatever, if there's a next thing, you know, we can, maybe can't envision what it is, but it can come along and it can, it can be disseminated. And they really already have, the what, 500 or more apps for every phone. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I read the other day, I think it, oh, there, there's uh, 2 billion or 3 billion cell phones now that are out there. And I mean, it's just pro- proliferating unbelievably. So there may be some other technology that's out there, you know, beyond this. But 
you know, it's, it's pretty fail-safe, though, when you use this biometric technology. And that's another advantage, though, to the whole cashless system. It gets rid of identity theft. You know, it doesn't completely eliminate it, but it certainly would reduce it greatly. Reminds me of the time I was uh, preaching at a church in Houston that was made up primarily of uh, what's called hippie culture, the, mm-hmm. all of them young professionals. And I went into the lobby and uh, before the service started, and everybody was standing around talking on cell phones. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the lobby. It's like going I to turned, the mall. I turned to the pastor and I said, who in the world are they talking to? He said, I think they're talking to each other. Yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah, I right, yeah. see groups of teens walking through the mall all together, but none of them are talking to each other. That's all right, yeah. cell phone talking yeah. to somebody. Well, this technology, I mean, I get people writing all the time asking about the mark of the beast. Is it mm-hmm. going to be some chip in or something like that? Obviously, it's not going to be a cell phone embedded in your right. head or something. We know that John said you could see the mark. Yes. How do you see the technology playing with the mark of the beast? Well, you know, to me, the mark of the beast is very simple. Uh, the mark, it says in the Bible, will be upon, and, and it's, it's clear in the Greek, it's upon the right hand of the forehead. And I think people have failed to understand the mark of the beast. The main purpose of it, it will be the, the numerical value of the name of the Antichrist. So when people take that mark, they are taking his name on them. So first and foremost, the mark of the beast is, a, it's like a global pledge of allegiance or a, a, an oath of loyalty that you are accepting the Antichrist as God. Now, the secondary purpose of it will, it'll be kind of like the commercial passport of how it is that you transact business. But first and foremost, it's a spiritual issue. People will either take Christ or they'll take Antichrist. It'll be the one time in history when it's going to be clear cut. You either take him and take his mark or you reject that mark and, of course, pay the consequences. But Revelation 14 says those who take that mark, they're doomed once they take that mark upon them. One thing that's important, though, today, I think, is we need to be clear that nothing today is the mark of the beast. Yeah, yes. but we, we get calls all the time about yes. uh, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, what about my Social Security card right. and this and that? Yeah. People get afraid of that, and we need to emphasize that the mark of the beast will be after the rapture, and it will be something that people know they're taking. They're going to be making a conscious choice because God's going to hold them eternally accountable for doing that. So people don't need to worry that they're going to somehow take it accidentally or Tricks. something like that. A lot of the technology today may be leading toward that, but nothing today is that. Nothing today um, is the mark of the beast. So people don't need to be afraid of that. And we don't need to be afraid of technology. I mean, technology ultimately is a tool. If it's used rightly, it's a good thing. Ultimately, it'll fall into the hands, though, of, of the Antichrist, the man who, who declares himself to be God and will be used for evil purposes. Welcome back to our interview of Bible prophecy expert Mark Hitchcock, pastor of Faith Bible Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. We have been discussing Mark's book called Cashless, which is subtitled Bible Prophecy, Economic Chaos, and the Future Financial Order. Mark, the last chapter of your book has an interesting title. It's titled uh, something about the uh, the future. There, let me let me get it here right fast. Yes, it says cashless and you dollars and cents. What's that all about? Right. Well, you know, I always liked at the end of the books that I write. I mean, one of the purposes of, of the books is for someone who doesn't know Christ to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And for those of us who know the Lord, to give some practical uh, challenges and admonition to us and. Uh, so we end with some hope. That's right. And if a person doesn't know the Lord, one of the things I talk about in that chapter is we can talk all we want to about uh, the coming cashless society. But right now we have a present Christless society. And the people who don't know Christ, that's the ultimate thing they need to do. And the beautiful thing is that the, the Lord offers us the gospel and forgiveness of our sins without money, the Bible says, without any cost. It's a free gift. 
And now that is great news. That's, uh, the mo- that's the greatest news in all the world, that we have a gospel that's free. It doesn't cost us anything. Now, it costs God. It costs Christ uh, his life there on the cross, but it's free for us. So that's the first thing. But the other thing is, you know, when just thinking about the whole issue of economics, we, we worry a lot about that. We think a lot about it, and it's important to our lives. God knows that, but God can take care of us financially in our lives if we'll trust in Him, if we'll be faithful with what He's given to us, faithful in giving and sharing and being generous. But we don't want to trust in money. There's a lot of warnings about that in the Bible. You remember the church of Laodicea, they were self-sufficient. We don't have need of anything. And money is a great slave, but it's a terrible master. And we want to make sure in our lives that while we work hard, we do the things that God's called us to do, and we're good stewards of money, that we don't allow money to dominate our lives. Because Jesus says you can't serve God in money. And uh, if it dominates your life and the economy goes sour... People start jumping out windows that's and right. shooting their, blowing their brains out that's and right. uh, hanging themselves and that sort of thing because that's your hope. That's right. That's what their hope is in. And our hope is in Jesus Christ. It's in His coming. And, you know, as we see what I call the signposts of Armageddon lining up, which this, all of this globalism that we see uh, taking place, the move toward a cashless society, it's another one of these signposts. So we see these things happening. It should lead us to believe that the coming of Jesus Christ could be very near and uh, should motivate us to live for Him in, this, in these last days in which we live. In fact, I would say that difficult economic times is one of the best times mm-hmm. to reach people with the gospel. It is. Because they're, they're looking for hope. They're yes, desperate. They yeah. And we have hope. The gospel, that's a word that means good news. That's right. Don't you think it's good news? Excellent, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> spread it, brother. I'll He's on the web, website every day, spreading it all over the world, literally. Mark, uh, I just appreciate so much you being with us uh, to talk about the Cashless Society, and uh, so much so that I'm going to invite you back for a third week. We don't do that very often with guests, but I want to ask you to come back and talk with us next week about another book you've written, and that's about the United States and Bible prophecy. See where we are in Bible mm-hmm. prophecy and uh, what our future may be. So we'll, if you'll come back next week, we'll talk about that, okay? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank in the you. meantime, I wish you'd look into that camera and tell people how they can get in touch with your ministry. Yes, uh, I have uh, two ways you can and get in touch with us. Uh, one is marklhitchcock.com. That's a website I have where I blog and some information about me and some of the, the books I've written. Uh, if you want to uh, send an email. The best place is, is fbc at edmundfaithbible.com. That's a, a, a website or it's a, a, an email address there at the church. And uh, either one of those you'll be able to get in contact. And folks, uh, I hope this program has been a blessing to you and I hope that you will get a copy of this book called Cashless. It uh, is really very well written. It's down to earth. It's easy to read, easy to understand. And I think it will be a real blessing to you. As I said, I read mine, couldn't put it down until I put it in the seat of an airplane and left it. And I'm still upset about that. I had it all underlined and everything, all these great quotes. Well, that's our program for this week. Hope you'll be back with us next week. Until then, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Lamb and Lion Ministries saying, Look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. Is America's economic crisis leading to a cashless society? Is the technology already in place? Is having a cashless society really a good thing? Does this play into the Antichrist's plan for a central control 
over the world's economic systems. And what does the Bible say about all of this? Dr. Mark Hitchcock's book, Cashless, is a must-read as we all try to cope with America's greatest economic crisis since the Great Depression. This book presents an easy-to-understand overview of end-time Bible prophecy in showing clearly how the movement towards a cashless society plays a central role in the end-time economic system prophesied in God's Word. You'll be fascinated as you read how all the technology that is needed for the Antichrist control over the world's economic system is already in place, waiting to be utilized for that satanic purpose. Cashless can be yours for a donation of $15 or more, plus the cost of mailing. Give us a call at the number you see on the screen between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Christ in Prophecy is made possible through the faithful and generous support of viewers like you. Please consider making a donation to Lamb and Lion Ministries so that we can continue broadcasting the message of Jesus' soon return. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus.